1: Hi Sarah, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. thanks, Yuri. Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. So for the um, my audience, how do you describe yourself and what you do?
0: I describe myself as a book publicist and marketer, and I have been working in this space now for about ten years, mm-hmm. working with primarily business authors, but I also get sort of you know, the occasional memoir and um, the occasional cookbook or um, you know, just spirituality <laughs> book or yeah, you know, there's, there's always, there's always a, a something coming in from left field, which keeps it really interesting. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, just in terms, but you, generally speaking it's nonfiction and generally it's business. Okay. That is, uh, that is most of what I do.
1: Oh, excellent. That absolutely sounds fantastic. So, so I know it's a little bit of a change, from what you went to school for. So what did, why did you originally want to, to study public affairs?
0: Well, I, I, you know, I think it, when, I, when I went to college a long time ago, there, it, was, it, you know, it was a lot um, less expensive. And there was a mm-hmm. lot less pressure on us to know what we wanted to do when we got out of school. And actually, at that point, I wanted to go to law school. I wanted okay. to be an attorney and so in my head you know public affairs and political science and economics was well first of all it was just interesting like mm-hmm. i still like i read all the time so you know it's it's in what i in terms of the news and books that i choose um so it was it, so I, I i felt that that was good you know good base for going to law school and okay. i so that was that was sort of where i i I focused and then I graduated from school and I was going to go to law school and work as a paralegal at the same time in New York city. And I, it just wasn't for me. It just absolutely wasn't for me. So I, that was very clear after like two days in the law firm in those mm-hmm. days, we didn't have that kind of shadowing that they do now. I mean, I think we prep our high school kids so much differently than we were, you know, than we were raised in that day and age. So, um, I actually ended up working for a wall street bank, Brown brothers Harriman for five years in New mm-hmm. York city and in Boston mm-hmm. and pretty much, you know, you moved on over, ended up on the marketing side of things and the business development side of things. So that is, so it was a very different five years out of school than I had first envisioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then, yeah. Okay. And then you know, I think as we were chit chatting about a little bit earlier. You know, I, um, I also, I wanted, to, I wanted to travel, so one of the things I did do when I was working for Brown Brothers is I took great vacations, and mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to go to Africa, and I actually, my, my um, apartment mate in New York City was from Southern Africa, and I, um, I ended up after five years working with the Wall Street Bank, I decided to be a Peace Corps volunteer, and they gave me the choice of Moscow or Harare in Zimbabwe, and I picked Zimbabwe
2: mm-hmm. because
0: I'd already been there. I knew it was beautiful and amazing and fascinating, and I didn't want to go to Russia. <laughs> so I spent um, – yeah, so I went to, to, to Africa for two years and spent six months traveling out through, you know, North Africa and the Middle East, and it was fascinating and a great opportunity to see, you know, a good a good chunk of, the, of, of a few continents.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. But that – so what did you do when you came back?
0: Okay, so when I came back, I spent a few years working um, for the governor's office in Vermont and working in higher ed, um, but also with sort of a business focus. Mm-hmm. And then I got married and had kids, and took a you know it took a good amount of time off and just made you know spaghetti sauce from scratch and pizza from scratch and. Took my kids to the park and really just focused on my little people, which I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That was really important for me to just be able to just spend that time and just enjoy them. And after you know a certain number of years, of, you know it was time for me to make some money and start thinking about you know a professional life again. And one of my friends introduced me to um, someone in New York City who actually became my first business author client. And I was mm-hmm. working with him, not on book. Things I was working with him much more on like in the financial services realm, okay. and you know, that day, you know, this is what we're talking about the, the publishing was and still is to a certain extent being blown up. I mean, you know, twenty years ago, if you wrote a book, your publishing house would do all kinds of nice things for you. They would be a publicist and a marketing person and they would organize a book tour for you and line up lots of press and line up speaking engagements and, you know, all kinds of great opportunities for you and your book. And now when an author, you know, is puts to that book proposal, the publishing house, for the most part, you know, they do certain things, but they'll say, well, what are you doing to promote your book? And what kind of audience do you have? And what kind of reach do you have? And what kind of resources are you bringing to the table? And so my first book, that was part of that dynamic where, you know, the publishing house might not, wasn't doing as much as they might have been, as were expected. And um, and the author had hired another publicist who was, but was interested in, in more, you know, more speaking and more opportunities. And I just loved it. I loved working on the book. And then I... Just, you know, how, how life, how this is how life goes, right? And I went to a New Year's Eve party and I met a branding consultant who became my second client. And then I went to another event and met a TV producer who became my third book client. And from then on in, it's been complete referrals. And it's, you know, it, sometimes it's from publishing houses and sometimes it's from past clients. But um, it's, it's, always, it's a word of mouth dynamic. And I've been working in this space for about 10 years now.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's absolutely, that's, it's fantastic. Fantastic that you've had these, you know, serendipitous types of of uh, relationships that have gone on to be bigger and better things. So, if an author is listening to this podcast and it's like, you know, I would like to hear more about your services and and see what that's all about. What does a standard type of let's say arrangement look like with an author? Is there like, do they should they come to you when they first have the have a book proposal idea? Is it when they have a an actual publication date like when do you typically start engaging with with the yeah. the, the, the writers and and what types of I guess writers are you l- the best at at helping
0: okay so I'll break that down to three different parts so one is I'm always happy to hop on the phone and kind of work through things for like 30 minutes just to talk and mm-hmm. then beyond that I'm always happy to do like a one hour coaching call because there are a lot of times that you, know, I, I do work with clients who may not be ready for like a full-on publicist dynamic retainer relationship, but mm-hmm. they just want some help and they just want some guidance through the process. So I'm always happy to do that. And then most of my work falls into the realm of you. It's most helpful if I start working on a book like three or four months before the book publishes. Okay. That is where the most opportunity in terms of lining things up and getting that long lead out the door and making sure that social media is where it needs to be at and that there's strategy and that there's tactics and all these sorts of things. I mean, really what you know, every book launch plan is a little bit like a business plan. You have, you know, your goals and your mission and your strategy and your tactics and your you know key performance indicators and So that is, but at the same time, I've certainly been called by authors who are like, my book just launched and nothing's happening. Can you help me? Or my book launched two months ago and nothing has happened. Can you help me? So, you know, so those are, those are fine when we make that work, but ideally having a few months before the book launches to, um, you know, to really create a plan and Mm -hmm. and roll out the long lead and is, is, uh, is the most ideal. And then there's also, you know, there are times that I've worked with authors who will come back to me, I have one of these right now that I can't really talk much more about, but it basically he's, it's not even a book. So he's, I've worked with him on multiple books mm-hmm. and he actually just came back to me and he said, I've got this research project that I'm, I have and it's amazing and I'm working on it with these other, you know, it's a collaboration of other other authors, ironically, <laughs> and you know, and professionals. And so actually it's a PR project, but it's not a book project. It's actually you know it's much more about how do we you know take this research and roll it out and reveal it in such a way as to maximize its impact on the market and in terms of to, you know, maximize its impact, you know, on behalf of all these platforms. Mm-hmm. So those are, th- those are sort of the different approaches, if that's helpful. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is, that is helpful. So in, I guess in regards to the actual like help that you give authors, so it is, um, what does that fully entail? So an author comes to you and okay. says, great, I'm having a book launch. What, what types of things are they, do you help them with? On that. Okay.
0: Well, my first question, because you, there is not enough time or money in the world to do all of everything in this day right. and age. I mean, <laughs> so, the, my first question is really like, what are what are what are your goals?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What are your goals? Where do you want to be five years from now? What are your goals for this book? And yes, everybody says they want to be a New York Times bestseller, and I get that. Right. But there's, you know, in terms of what is, you know, what does, and some, some authors will say, I want, I want more speaking engagements or I want to double my speaking fee. Some will say, I just want another book because I want to keep my day job, but I really like writing. So I, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just want to do a good job, like overall on a rollout so that right. I get another book contract. Um, So yeah. I think so much of it, and that's why I begin because it's, you know, not everybody And also different things move the needle for different authors.
2: Mm -hmm. So
0: I have worked with authors who they can get on long form radio and Amazon goes up. Like it really moves the needle. You know, some authors can do TV. You know, they're very good on, you know, on video. That's super helpful. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody is, you know, is really comfortable with public speaking. Some, you know, love it. Some get paid a lot of money for it. Mm-hmm. But I think, and it also, you know, I think it's like what moves the needle for the author and sometimes, and that's where it's, it gets a little bit, um, there's a little bit of you know, alchemy because I don't know at the beginning and the author really doesn't know either. I mean, I think the author knows what she is good at and what they're told they're good at and what sort of worked for them in the past. I can look at the platform and take some guesses, but I think a large part of the beginning is doing some sort of beta testing and trying mm-hmm. different things and seeing where traction is, and where the needle moves, and then focusing more in on that. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, that does make sense.
0: Okay, great. So it's, so th- those are really the two components. It's, okay. you know, one, starting with their goals, mm-hmm. and then be, you know, that, that's, you know, and then two, focusing also, you know, finding out, like, where, you know, just where their light is, where, you know, are they, where things can, will happen for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And so is it, with part of this, so I know you're based out of New York, is it, do you find that it's easier to work with authors that are, let's say, in closer proximity to you, or does it matter where the authors live? You know, that's so interesting,
0: because when I first started doing this, almost everybody was in New York, and Mm -hmm. once in a while I had somebody in London... You know, but generally, it was. You know, but now it's. You know, in the past few years, right now, yeah. You know, in the past, in the past three years, I've always had a client in Texas, sometimes two. <laughs> um, I've always had a client in California, sometimes two. Mm-hmm. So as well as New York. But the nice thing about New York as as you know, in Boston too, everybody comes to New York. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it does. So it, yeah. So it really is um, an easy place to meet someone and catch up and be person and yeah, you know, work for a few hours and just. You know, connect in person, but at the same time, I've definitely, um, you know, I I just spent a week in LA a few weeks ago. I've been in Texas twice in the past year, and mm-hmm. that was that's that's different than it was when I first started doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. With uh, so I guess the different authors that come to you, how do you um kind of work with them when they are apprehensive to do, let's say, like some of the social engagements, like because you're right, like not all not every author is a good public speaker or you know a good interviewer or you know good at a lot of different things do you coach them and work with them to get better in certain of these areas uh, or or do you just focus on kind of what their strengths are
0: honestly and this is a, this is a little trade <laughs> secret yeah. so basically i you know, if if and i do i definitely have authors that don't like social media don't want to deal with social media we do it I just include in the retainer and I outsource it and I, I've worked with somebody for years. Ah. He's good at it and <laughs> the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he just does it. Yeah. He's good at video. And yeah. So it's just, you know, great content creator. So I think that there, you know, there are also, you know, I have clients who, you know, this, their social media is their bread and butter and their influencers and, and that's great. You know, then mm-hmm. they drive and I don't really do anything on their social media because they, yeah, they just, they own it. But okay. I definitely, when I have authors who are apprehensive, it's, it's not, you know, because I think that, it's it's never worth arguing with a client over they should do social media. It's like I need them to have social media, mm-hmm. but if they don't want to do it, then I just wrap it into the services I provide and then okay. they don't have to do much
1: <laughs> Sure. Sure. <So. laughs> of the social media that you prefer your, your um, writers use. Is there like one over the other or is it just whichever one they are the most proficient at?
0: Well, I think whichever one they're most proficient at is always good. Um, you know, tw- the media lives on Twitter. Okay. You know. so, so Twitter is, in, and a lot of authors don't, you know, they, they don't really know how to use Twitter. And that's great. They don't have yeah. to. But, um, but the media lives on Twitter so uh, you know, it's, and, and, then, and, and, and Instagram. So one of those has to be in the mix and you know, more Twitter than Instagram. But, um, for them, but I think nowadays it's you know stories and instagram that's it's huge it's it would be remiss to not have it, so yeah, know, they all have it I think that so but I, and, and if there's some if there's a place where they where they enjoy being and they enjoy focusing on, then certainly we want to go with that as well, yeah, but I think that you know if if you're if you're if you're you know, the media world, I think eighty percent of journalists. Use Twitter as a virtual water cooler. (laughs) (laughs) It's where they hang out. So (laughs) good.
1: Is there? So are there? Are with that? Are there like books or articles you recommend that help uh, the authors get better at Twitter? Because I know it's it's a skill, as anything anything else. Is but is there there like are certain types of things they can read or videos to watch that help them go from you know wherever they are to just getting more proficient at it?
0: I have never, I'm sure there are plenty. I'm yeah. sure there are tons. So I'm sure there's that baseline Twitter 101 that an author, and then honestly, I think with any platform, you know, the advice I've always given and the approach I've always taken is just do way more listening than talking. Mm-hmm. It, you know, go in and just don't, don't know. And I've always said that when people start Twitter, I'm like, don't post anything for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Just look around and listen and just, See what's happening, as opposed to jumping in and talking. Sure. So I think that's you know, that, that, that's always been a key for social media. Just, <laughs> right. Yeah, and because some, so much of Twitter as well is, you know, I think, as far as the social platforms, there's you know, there's certain things that you know, do you, you don't need. You know, you know, politics is red hot on Twitter. You know, right. um, you know media is red hot on Twitter. But that doesn't mean that you have to jump into that fray if that isn't your book, if that isn't your platform, if that isn't where you want to be. And that's right. where some thought and some strategy and doing some listening and thinking before jumping in because, where you know, it, you're spending a ton of time doing something that isn't really benefiting anything you're working on. <laughs> so, that. Right. right, right. <laughs> so, Are you know, right, distractible. So-
1: <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about so you talk about the you know the actual book launch so is that so I know it's probably different for every kind of author but is is that a, like a physical event is it like a virtual event what's what have you worked with and what do you recommend
0: okay well it, and it's changed so what you said the answer is yes yes and yes mm-hmm. so <laughs> is it a physical event it's always fun to have a physical event yeah, yeah. and I think that this is yeah. And this is, can be, this is different things for some, it's an, you know, it can be a book signing at a bookstore for some, it's a huge barbecue at their house with the country Western band and 300 people. And yeah, you know, I mean, and all kinds of, you know, and everybody in the book and their families. So, you know, and their you know, so I think that, so yes, but I think, um, it can be a physical event. It can be, you know, you know co-hosted, you know, with like a corporate event. A business mm-hmm. book can it be a virtual event absolutely and can it just be an ongoing event you know, you can in this day and age I think so much it, it's not so much the launch it's mm-hmm. as as an individual event as it is the launch as this your book is now out there in the world it's like this okay. birth you, 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 your book is out there yeah. and it's not you know in your launch event maybe you know two hours or four three hours or half an hour or, but at the end of that, your book's still out there. And that's when a lot of the work begins. And I think for a lot of authors, they spend so much time writing their book. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard work and it's, you get, and so you, you get this book created and, and the, it's harder to hear, Hey, you're not done. You're actually just beginning
2: mm-hmm.
0: because we live in this incredibly, you know, fragmented media world where it's harder it's easier and harder it's easier to get the book out but it's harder to get the word out about the book right if that makes sense so i think that you know 10 (laughs) years ago 15 years ago was much harder to get a book to market but once you're out there there were there were there were so many there were fewer channels there were fewer ways to like to kind of like just get get through that tunnel and get to your audience but Mm. now there are so many and it's so and this is the on the plus side, it also means that you can, it used to be that when you launched a book, you had like six months to a year to market your book. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have years and years to market your book because it's so fragmented that nobody really knows what's new and what's not most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so right. yeah, or what's self-published or not self-published or vanity press published. And there used to be so many more like stratifications about, oh yeah, you're self-published or oh yeah, you're this. And now it's just you have a book, great. And but is, and which also gives you more room for trial and error. Mm-hmm. Because I think that you know an author can launch a book and go, go about it a certain way that he or she was very you know, firmly believed in was the way to do it, and then maybe you know, six months or a year later they're like, why don't I try this and do something a little bit different with the same book? And mm-hmm. it did not used to be like that. So, so in a way, it's both harder and easier to launch a book in today's market.
1: Yeah, could you go a little bit about some of the strategies you use for Amazon? versus what you use, let's say, like in a traditional print book store type of strategy.
0: Sure. And the, uh, this has morphed over the years as well, because even, yeah. you know, four years ago, it had, being huge, you know, it was not as, so I mean, in, in my point of view, Amazon, it's an awful lot like Google, what, okay. you know, every every author has to have a big Amazon play, it doesn't matter if you only publish on Amazon, whether you do or not, you know, I yeah. mean, Amazon is obviously, you know, the 800 pound gorilla, Mm-hmm. Yeah, And whereas maybe 10 years ago, the 800 pound gorilla was Facebook, but for books, obviously it's Amazon and there, you know, the nice thing is it's fairly straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a fairly, yeah, it's a fairly straightforward place to play. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think, you know, having an author have a book become an Amazon bestseller is a fairly straightforward play. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not too complicated. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a fairly standard deliverable, that most publishing houses and most publicists I think can deliver on. I certainly can. So, um, and I, and I think knowing, you know, having the resources for, um, you know, for, to do that is, is important, but I think that is absolutely just, you know, table stakes right now.
1: Sure. Is is that, I mean, so is that just, I guess, beyond picking a, a category is there, are there like there's SEO keywords and, what kind of goes a little bit well? Behind they're all together, some of the,
0: that. Yeah, the category pick is big and the research is big. So yeah. I think that is definitely which categories you know give you the most opportunity mm-hmm. to become a bestseller in is is that huge. Okay. Um. And then there's also it's you know Amazon is a great place to advertise. Yeah. You know, so it is you can advertise your book with keywords. You can also just do the promoted product. But yes, I mean I think that is. You know, and, you, and you can also, you know, basically, you know, you got a good old Facebook, you know, you can put yeah. your Amazon link on Facebook <laughs> and the, Facebook certainly takes their, you know, <laughs> they, you know, they have their affiliate link, but right. you can, you know, push much traffic to your page to Facebook. So, I mean, there's so many different tactics mm-hmm. um, that are wrapped up in that. So that's the, that's the quick overview. And I think we offer to do that, you yeah. know, whether, but in terms of, you know, you want to do it well and you want to do it right in terms of, you know, but that, and that's the digital marketing piece. Sure. Yeah. You know, so that is, that is absolutely true. And I think that has replaced, you know, when, when authors come to me and they're like, well, somebody told me I should use Google AdWords. I'm like, for a book, you know, like if you're on Amazon, you're probably looking for a book, you know, if you're right. in the book section of Amazon. So, you know, it's, it's so doing that in, in the Amazon world is probably you know, more worthwhile than doing it in the Google world. Okay. Um, you know, so just in terms of, because, you know, but at the same time, I think that's, that's one piece of the puzzle Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, you know, so digital marketing is you know, but I think there's you know digital marketing is a piece of the puzzle p r digital p r, your know, word of mouth events,
1: you know social media,
0: you know those mm-hmm. are all different components that kind of come together.
1: yeah, very interesting, cool so i I know we only have a few more minutes left. I was curious on so everything that you've you've done and experienced so far, what is the the best advice you would give to uh, an author? Who's just starting off right now and is like, I, you know, I'm, I've already written this book. I have an idea, but I want to make it it as best as it can.
0: It's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> and to and to really, really, you know, I think that that's so much of the book launch is well, it's like a product launch. You yeah. know, it's you put something out world, you um learn, you take your learnings. You optimize based on what you're learning those earlings are, and then you measure it, and you keep doing that and that 's so much of of a book launch, and I think that a lot of it is you know in the product launch world it's much more um, you know, that that process is probably a little more manicured <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah at the same time, but I think it's and it's probably more intuitive for an author, but that is the process yeah okay. that is absolutely the process of the book launch journey
1: okay, awesome, thank you so much, so Sarah, this has been absolutely fantastic. If the listeners would like to see more about what you're working on or get a hold of you, where is the best place they can go to do that?
0: I am on Twitter and Instagram as swbizcom, B-I-Z-C-O-M, and they can check out my website at popcommunications.io um, or email me at sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at popcommunications.io.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so Thanks much. you so much oh, for having me on, Yuri. Right. Of course. It was my pleasure.